Welcome to Watch This Space, the podcast about future of work. And every month we bring you our insider perspectives on how digital transformation, emerging technologies and generational change are shaping the future of work. We are two analog guys finding this groove for everything in today's digital world. I'm John Arnold and these trends are my focus as an independent technology analyst in my company, J. Arnold and Associates. And I'm Chris Fine. I'm a consultant and strategist specializing in workplace technology, IoT, and security. My company is Integrative Technologies. Hi, John. Good to talk to you again. Hi, everybody. Yeah, same here, and welcome to our listeners. If you don't know, we are well into season four of Watch This Space, and I don't think we've cracked any top 10 lists yet, Chris, but we persevere and we will we are slowly building our following and if you like what we have on offer then we hope you stick with us because i think our perspective is a little different than what, what we hear from a lot of people who are totally in and of the digital world yeah and i think we spend a lot of time talking about the future of work which is we think an interesting topic right definitely yeah and now as we are Coming out of the hot days of summer and Labor Day, we are going into kind of a new season and I think a new mindset for a lot of people. That I think that term Labor Day, Chris, is pretty timely for the kind of things we've been talking about lately because the world of hybrid work, as we have been following for quite some time now, is starting, I think, to harden a little bit. You know, the idea of first supporting home-based workers, now trying to bring people back to office, and we've done topics on each of these. And the middle ground is this hybrid work scenario where everyone gets kind of the best of both worlds. That's the ideal. But you know, this technology, the kind of things that we follow in our work and consulting practices is pretty core. We couldn't be doing hybrid work without it, right? All these cloud-based applications. But at the end of the day, I mean, what we're really talking about is labor, right? Labor is what makes businesses run. And whether we're knowledge workers or factory workers or service workers, that's what drives the economy. That's what drives businesses. People it used to be coming to work or going to work, but I guess the term now is more just working, whatever form that takes. And this is, uh, you know, where I think we're in, in new territory, Chris, and we are all kind of seeing it unfold as we go. But uh, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Um, what's what's your thought on that? Well, I think it's a I think that's what's happened with the pandemic is a fundamental transformation driver. I think it's a, a really big thing. We know it's a big thing in many, many ways. But from the point of view of work, it's uh, changed a fundamental aspect of work, which is that work is a place. And I think that that's a goes back essentially to the industrial revolution. Once you stopped being an agricultural economy, you you always went someplace to work. And so so much of the dynamics of work and corporate culture and really social culture, built from that and when you replace that with virtual work which 
you know, we could talk about whether that's going to be long-term or not. I actually think that it is, and I think it's going to be hard to go back to getting everybody to work every day. What does that imply for operating a business? What does that imply for a lot of different things? And, you know, as I say, it's a pretty basic transformation. And it's hard to imagine, really, since since computerization in our lifetimes and automation based on computers, anything that's been that much of a transformation in sort of the fabric of work. So it's definitely going to have ramifications, right? For sure. We are living it every day, I know. And it, certainly in my world as a technology analyst, work for me is often about going to industry events. Um, it's always been the best way to stay on top of the latest trends, following different companies, and of course, you know, building the personal relationships that are so important to, to doing what, what analysts do. And this month in particular, this kind of kicks off the return to what we call conference season, right? Where the, the industry events start up left, right, and center. And really September, probably right through November, is every week there's something going. And what that used to mean was going literally on a plane to conferences. And I have probably at least 10 or 12 events on my dance card between now and end of November. And normally that would be a lot of flying. But most of these events are virtual as we've been doing for the past, you know, two years pretty much. And the big one coming up for later this month is Enterprise Connect. And I've always considered that the Super Bowl event of the UC and collaboration and communications industry. And last year, they had to revert to a virtual version. This year, they're still betting on a live event happening, and I hope it does. And I'm scheduled to speak there, and I will be giving a presentation, uh, hopefully in person, but uh, it's that's still to be determined. And so when you start thinking about going back to the patterns we're used to, well, in our line of work, it's going to conferences. And there's still a lot of hesitation. We know these events take a lot of advanced planning, et cetera. So it's, it's something you just don't do casually. And this new reality just upsets that whole order of doing things. So there's a lot of uncertainty about how the kind of things that we do get done. And we just kind of have to roll with it. I mean, as you say, it's unfolding as we go. Now, I will say it's for those who want to stay current in this industry, whether you're attending or following virtually, Enterprise Connect really is the best, certainly for enterprise level uh, needs, it's the best industry event that I know of. And uh, the, the uh, variety of, of topics being covered and the range of speakers there, both from the vendors and of course from the analyst community, is, it's great. And, and it's really one event I would say, if you've got to follow something in this industry, it's much like, you know, looking at the Consumer Electronics Show in that in the consumer world. This is probably the best equivalent in our space to follow. So so whatever form that takes, uh, I hope, uh, you know, you'll follow it one way or another. So that's all I want to say about that for now, Chris, because um, it is kind of in my world, it is the work. Right. And uh, it's just we have to just adapt to what form it's going to take. And I think we're all in that boat, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think, Chris? It's just a decision you have to make on the fly, John, right? 
as to as to how you're going to do everything you know if you want to go to the museum you can't just go to the museum you know it's it, it, it there's different rules everywhere or you're dealing with a level of anxiety that you know flying is certainly doable but it's sort of just a kind of a level of tension you know and but i would say with regard to enterprise connect and agreeing with your point uh, I would think that from an enterprise point of view, now is a, is as good a time as any to stay abreast of what's new. Because, again, an opinion here, the way that multi-location collaboration has to work is really going to change. It's got to change. And that old paradigm of having a conference room and a few people in virtually is clearly having, it, it's straining right now. And that's why you see initiatives like this new Facebook avatar conferencing kind of thing, which is, you know, sort of, it's a bit of a raised eyebrow for me, but analog guy, but I guess is going to be going to going to be successful in some circles. But I can imagine that enterprise communication and collaboration is an area that really has to adapt. And so um, being part of the dialogues that would take place in a conference like that would be a good thing to do, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because to me it's another another eyebrow raised as well. Because I, I, to me, I, in some ways, it seems to me that we're taking a step backwards, not forwards. But on one hand, it's like okay, the video has become so good and so commonplace, yet not everybody wants to be on video. So this is a safer, probably more social mode to be doing so. But it also reflects this idea to me that the more virtual you make the workplace environment and the workplace experience, the less personally connected, maybe even invested you feel in the whole experiment. Because if we're used to doing things in person, that's a big change. Now, of course, for anyone who's been hired to, to work right in an office space environment over the last year and a half, a lot of them have probably never even met most of their coworkers. So that's, again, that adaptation, that's just the way it is. And you just normalize it. And that's fine, I guess. And for a lot of people, they wouldn't think twice about going to an avatar-based environment for a conference. But um, I think there are, you know, this, the things we're getting at here, Chris, to me are the unintended consequences of having these new working models, which for most of what we hear are built around or the narrative we hear supports why it's so good for the worker, why it makes their lives better, makes them feel more engaged, gives them more you know, choice and flexibility and how they work, it humanizes the experience for them, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all well and good. And I think that's in a lot of ways is needed, right? But at the same time, put your foot in the other shoe of the people who are trying to run a business, manage teams, promote people, uh, mentor people, encourage career development. This puts a lot of challenges on that plate that really we didn't have to think about so much when it was an in-person experience, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a shift. Uh, I guess to a couple of points that you made, I would make a 
suggestion or put a hypothesis out there that you know the under 30 workforce the under age 30 workforce has had an overwhelming amount of virtual interaction since they were born um probably if you counted it all up between social media texting um games etc probably adds up to more hours than real interactions in their lives so it's they're pretty pretty cool with this and pretty comfortable with it didn't grow up in the age of endless in-person meetings associated with business so you know i think companies that are or enterprises or organizations that are smart are going to learn how to leverage that rather than you know try to fight against it i also think from a management point of view that you just the challenge is to move completely past uh, any kind of management paradigm that required physical presence all the time you know it had a hundred plus years of that and so a lot of management arguably could be thought of as based on supervision right and supervision is not the only form of management and so if you've ever worked in an environment where there is a lot of virtual um, teams in different places around the world say working on a project uh, you know it's capable of working uh, what turns out to be the challenge is how do you you know how do you translate the company culture if you know such as that may be to this kind of disparate remote workforce and the traditional way of doing that was to you know in remote locations install people who had come up in the physical presence of the company at headquarters and so you would send somebody let's say you were opening an office in in hyderabad for example you might send uh, some people for a few years um to that location to kind of be a cultural bridge and then you would ultimately aim to bring up a generation of managers who were local to that culture and that environment to be the next generation and that's been a very successful approach for a lot of organizations who are successful globally or in multiple markets but i you know in a, in a world post pandemic that's more virtual to begin with you know maybe there needs to be new ways developed to uh, to bring more of that culture to people who may or may not be uh, available much in person right yeah yeah that's a good good point chris i and i agree with you yeah of course the culture thing plays pretty large in this in this area uh, and also the need uh, you know i think you're identifying that you know management is going to have to adapt you know, learn new skills and new ways of managing as well, because uh, you can't hold people's feet to the fire like you used to. And uh, the, the contact center, of course, remains one of those areas where agents are under constant supervision uh, and the metrics are there to validate their performance. But we, we don't really have that so much. You know, workplace performance still is largely subjective. And it's very difficult, I think, to do that when you're not spending a lot of in-person time with people. So in a lot of ways, to me, the, the workers who really know how to use the technology to their advantage will give them an advantage over people who don't. And if you're managing virtually, 
I don't think there's so it's that much that management can do about that to kind of make sure everybody gets a fair shake, regardless of their technology savvy. You know what I mean? And and I think I think that's that's going to emerge as a challenge because um, we still have a multi generational workforce where not everybody is as natively comfortable using all of these tools. I agree with you. I think it's something that is a solvable problem. I'm not completely pessimistic about it. I think it's an evolution and some revolution, but not an unattainable goal to operate in a different vibe. And I think some companies do it and they're successful with it, but it's a commitment that they make. They don't just take the old structures and try to fit them into a, an environment where the vibe and the the atmospheres and the and the and the nature of the conduct of work is different from what it was. They try to innovate, and some some experiments are going to succeed. Some will fail, but uh, innovation is kind of the key. So, as a for instance, you, you know, I think the more innovative companies are thinking about, you know, how do we bring people together for enough time to form bonds and then they can work more virtually and they still know each other and they trust each other. So there are industries that have always been sort of like that. For example, consulting, you know, so if you take like a, a McKinsey or one of the big three accounting firms, et cetera, where, or a, a technology consulting firm where everybody's on the road for three, three, four days a week all the time in the past, or they're not in the office, right? So in the future, they might be virtually, they might not be on the road, but they're, they've never been in the office more than a day or two. These companies bring the new recruits and everybody together periodically to form those bonds. It's a program, maybe it's a three month training program, maybe it's a, you know, a week or two seminar slash training slash, you know, bonding, get together offsite, and they've been able to make that work. So maybe that gets expanded more to the masses and, and, you know, companies like some of the co-working event management companies are really banking on that. They're saying, you know, come, you can hire us. We have everything in, in necessary for training facility or whatever. And we're comfortable. We have the lounge, we have the food, we have the hangouts come here for two or three weeks and form those bonds with new recruits or with groups that need that, or that you need a collaborative project and then go back to virtual. And I'm not sure that's the exact model, but I feel like that's kind of indicative of where things are going. I'm with you there, Chris. Yeah. Forms of retreats. And I have no doubt that the kind of technologies that we follow will have an important role to play. And uh, this kind of brings us full circle a bit to Enterprise Connect as we kind of head to the exits for this episode. The idea that, okay, future of work is kind of, I think, shaping a lot of how the vendors are, you know, going to market with their technologies now. And one thing that I'm seeing coming into focus now is this whole virtual uh, augmented mixed reality idea that, we, we've talked about a little bit on earlier episodes, but it's going to start to, I think it's going to start to find some offshoots that will help this world. 
that we're going into now to manage that kind of way of building bonds and culture of trust, mixing reality, uh, sorry, mixing, you know, in-person versus virtual environments. And I don't know what form it's going to take yet, but it's something I will certainly be watching for um, at Enterprise Connect. And I'll be touching on it a little bit in my talk, but there are others further down the road. But what I'm getting at is some of these emerging technologies um, that we are using mostly either for consumer entertainment purposes or for newer forms of collaboration, I think could be taken to this higher purpose of how do we help create culture, these work bonds that we need to keep everyone on the same page and sticking around in their, in their jobs and with their employers. Agreed. And I think we should make it a point to cover that coming out of Enterprise Connect. And we both have we both have views on this because for me it has to do with the sort of strange island that I operate on, which is that corporate services, HR, security, real estate, etc. And you more for the collaboration technology itself. So we'll we'll circle up and talk more about it. Great. And yeah, I think they're more connected now than any any one of them ever thought would be. And that's which to me is a healthy thing. I mean, as you say, innovation. And it's, this is a way of thinking differently about work. And the new realities are kind of forcing this on us. And I think it's a healthy thing overall. Agreed. Is this that for this month? Oh, that is this, and this is that, and here we are. So dot, dot, dot. And with that, this brings us to the end of our time for today's episode. So we'd like to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed our podcast, and you'll continue with us as we explore the future of work here on Watch This Space. You can access all of our episodes on www.watchthisspace.tech or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared it with others. So on that note, I will hand it off to Chris. I'll sign off here as John Arnold, and we will see you soon. Chris, you can take us out. Okay, great. Thanks. I'm Chris Vine. Thanks, everybody, for listening. John, always a pleasure to talk to you every month, and we'll look forward to the next episode. So long for this month.